welcome, 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 welcome everybody to Becky Left the Chat, scheduled for one fall feed. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host Jan. Hello. Holy shit. So last week we had our episode, it was a short episode, not a ton to talk about, coming out of our SummerSlam event, basically finishing up the discussion for September, and we watched all of October. We're going to break this into two parts, and my goodness, in the future words of our boy JR, it is a slobber knocker, right? Mm. There is so much shit happening, we actually have to break from the norm, um, which is a little bit of a preview of what we're going to be doing next uh, calendar, well, next wrestling calendar year. Next season. Next season, as we'll call it, when we'll be just covering one week in one episode. Is that going to be July? We're starting that, I think. Yeah, and so we're going to be doing one week in one episode. So this way we're going to get a Superstars, a Raw, whatever other you know, matches or things we can watch. One week, one episode. We may, we're still tinkering with it. We might, depending on how it works, drop them um, you know, twice a week, once a week, whatever it is, depending on how the episodes come out. But it's going to be a lot easier for us to figure out everything once we do it that way. Because this um, time jump with the pre-recorded stuff and then as Jen would say, squeeping in these promos, it's getting a little wild. And and the, this specific event is really wild. We had to get it all out of our brain. We just watched everything. It's crazy, guys. It's crazy. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna run through each show. All three of these shows filmed in Hershey Park. Hershey Park. So we're still on the Hershey Park event. All three oh of these shows we goodness. do filmed from that. But the promos and everything else obviously have to do outside of it and tangentially related to it. So we're going to go each episode and we're going to hit the promos in those episodes that we saw because it just matters so much because we get so much Survivor Series um, build up. And as you'll see, things are constantly changing. So we would miss some of these cool promos if we just do it the way we uh, have been doing it. I think this is how, uh, well, we'll see how it works, but I think this actually kind of makes sense to do it this way. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're doing... As we're talking about when we start 1993, doing it week by week instead of trying to jumble all these weeks together. Because when we have superstars, it's hard to do one a week. Um, I think it makes more sense to just do it the way that you watch it, you know? Right, but we're also going to be... We have, at best, Jen, maybe like six to eight episodes left of we this have, season. I think we have like eight, uh, seven, not including this one, if we do one for the Survivor Series and one just wrapping up 92. Well, we, well, we also have a uh, primetime of wrestling, which or Saturday Night Main Event. No, that'll be, that'll be part of November, okay. I would assume. But, what, whatever it is. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the point being is we're a lot closer. We're more than halfway. We're almost about three quarters of the way done with the season. The season might end around somewhere around 30 episodes. So that's why we're going to kind of reconfigure things on this one just to kind of make it flow better for everybody. That does pick it up. So, starting on October 3rd, we had, and again, this was filmed September 1st in Hershey Park, we had a Crush Dwayne Gill match. Yes. Wait, are we, are we going, are we talking about the promos too? Because we also, it starts with an interview with Reza Ramon. Well, I'm going to go through these matches first, because I don't, like, I'm just going to do matches, then we'll do the promos of that week. Sound fair? That's how, what we do every time. What is it? Okay. No, usually I do all of the matches that we saw. Okay. So, Crush against Dwayne Gill. Nails against Gus Cantaricus? Are you okay? 
The Undertaker with Paul Bear against Von Cruz. A Repo Man sighting against Laverne McGill. Natty D's in a four-minute match, about five-minute match, which was actually a fun match. I liked it. It was. It was was a good match. Barry Horowitz and Bob Bradley, which I'm going to give them, you know, as we go through this too, like I'm going to give a little little mini match of the week point. Uh, Rick Martell and Russ Greenberg. Mm. So I'm going to give a mini uh, match. I'm sorry, I have Ross. I have Ross on mine. Mm. Yours is wrong. Okay. So I'm going to give this a, just a mini, just a little, little check, just a little in pencil check for the Natty D's and Barry. I mean, I have a feeling Natty D's are going to be involved in some of the best matches that we see in the next two weeks. I really like this match. It was fun. It was a jobber match. Yeah. And it was really entertaining. Both of these guys really showed up. Both, I mean, Barry Horowitz always shows up. Mm-hmm. But Bob Bradley was good, too, and they really were, like, it, it was actually a good match, which, you know, for these little jobber matches, sometimes it just seems so for the superstars competitive. Product, and- yeah, for the Superstars product, it's fun, especially because, like, there isn't even, like, a jobber tag team. At least if there was a jobber tag team, you'd be like, okay, like, they're on the cusp, but, like, you don't even have that. Because I don't know if we've ever seen Barry Horowitz and Bob Bradley together. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know. I wonder. They they seem to make a pretty decent tag team. I mean, I know in 94 you get a Hardy Boy signing. True. But but that's what I mean. Even if there was just like one, you know. Wait, wait what's the one? They're in, the Executioners or something? Is that what they're called? Yes, I think they are. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like one of them is like our guy. Like one of them is some of these other guys. I forget off the top of my head. But they were like some other jobbers. But. That's what we had for the matches. Now, let's do a rundown of the promos. How'd the show start, Jen? Who, yeah, well, it who starts we with get an interview with Ray's Ramon. Right. He's oozing machismo. Always. Yeah. He just wants to remind you he's there and he's oozing. And Macho Man's a clown, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, it's happening. Right. 43 years old. Former WWF champion. Right. You get some vignette. Of our boy Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund coming back. A lot of old footage of Bob Backlund looking like Howdy Doody. There's a lot wrestling. of wrestling. Like, it's very. I'm really. It's, I'm really torn when watching this the way I'm watching it because when we were watching it, I was having a hard time, especially with the next few promos, because now we're adding a Bob Backlund back into the mix. But in watching these pro- promos, I'm like, is he. Trying to be this wooden, and I think you said he is, right? I, well, so this wasn't even this promo that we had this discussion, so I'll wait till we get there. But um, that's what I took out of it. Like I said, I'll, I'll wait till we get to that one because he's talking more and stuff. This was more like... Um, he's just coming back. A celebration of his past, kind okay. of. Okay, okay. And that he's coming back, and he wants to be champ again. And he's 43 years old. And, uh... Yep. Because you said something pretty funny, but not on this one, on a different one. Um, we get some highlights from two weeks ago. Paul Bearer just bringing a casket to the ring. Because that's what he's going to do now. To, yeah, to he does it Kamala. every time Kamala's there, and then Kamala freaks out and, and runs, runs into away. the crowd yep. and leaves. Um, we get the event center. We get promos by Kamala, which is, you know, really just Harvey Whippleman talking. Um, Jim Duggan comes in. He wants you to know he's still here. He's on Primetime Wrestling, and he's on the All-American Show. So if you and miss yourself some Jimmy D, 
What else did he say, though, Jen? Uh, he doesn't say that this time. This okay. time he just wants... Oh, he, he is trying to get you to vote. But he's trying to get you to vote, yeah. Because yeah, I'm like, all of a sudden, he's trying to get us all to vote. But he's also reminding you that he exists in this realm. He hangs out with Bobby Heenan and Vince. And perfect on primetime. Um, we have another event center. We get promos by Big Boss Man, who is just ready to get nails. Ready. And go and get him. And Papa Shango, who lights a book on fire, and then he says he's going to make Bret Hart his next zombie. That promo was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was. I would give that a little the light check mark for my favorite promo of the week. Like, the, this little weekly. <clears throat> this little weekly. So back in the day, did you like Papa Shango? I think we've talked that we weren't really Papa Shango fans back when we were kids. So I wasn't really a Papa Shango fan, and for the most part, the reason I wasn't a Papa Shango fan is because when I played the video games, Papa Shango would, like, kind of beat me when I was a kid. I feel like it was, like, Royal Rumble or whatever it was. And <laughs> so it would be funny. So you'd play through... The game, you'd pick someone, play the game, and you'd always end up kind of like, the people you'd end up playing would be like IRS, and then Papa Shango, and then like, whoever it was, but you never got to like, play the cool people. It would be like, maybe Jim Duggan, like, maybe I'm putting a few games together there, but it would always be like, you're like, playing these people you don't really want to play, you know, you just kind of want to be like, I want to be Razor Ramon, and I want to, I want to fight like... You know, the, I want the computer to be like whomever, and, and you just didn't you didn't get that, and Papa Shango would always be a pain in the ass. So I wasn't a huge fan, basically because of video games. What about you? Yeah, no, I wasn't about video games. I just didn't connect with the character. But now that I love The Godfather, I'm really enjoying Papa Shango because I'm like, man, this guy commits to his gimmicks. Mm -hmm. Like, he really does. Um, And so I feel differently like i'm i i like him so papa jango's gonna make bret hart a zombie he basically takes credit for him losing the intercontinental strap again um then we get some highlights from last year's survivor series we get specifically the survivor series match where everybody leaves the ring except for rick flair and rick flair winds up being that the was... winner just because he's the sole person who didn't get counted out that was a funny match mm -hmm. because of just how absolutely absurd it was. Yes. Like, just the absurdity of <laughs> Ric Flair getting knocked out of the ring. Uh -huh. And then everybody else just, like, fighting outside the ring and him coming back in and being like, well, you win. So, oh, I love it. I love everything about it. Um, yeah, so that, we get reminded of that and it's great. Um, during the Natty D match, Vince calls Barry Horowitz an amoeba. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, you get an interview with Jimmy Hart and his Jimmy Hart energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about, you know, Money Inc., talking about the Nasty Boys. He's got himself in a pickle, I would say, because he's really, he's representing two teams mm -hmm. and he's telling each one that they're the number one contender. But they both can't be the number one contender, right? Vince wants you to know, no, they can't both be the one number one contender. And it's really actually a problem because... They're both managed by Jimmy Hart. That's what I'm saying. Jimmy Hart did this to himself. Jimmy Hart screwed Jimmy Hart. Mm. So I did there. I do. I liked it. Um, during the the Rick Martel match, mm -hmm. we get a nice Ico Pro shout out. You know, we're looking at his physique. Always. I have a hard time with that word. Physique. Physique. I, I, physique. I physique. His body. His bods. His his bods. Um, you did some research. And 
our connection that we have made thinking that this Rick Martel song oh, yeah. is so, related to Val Venus's song. Yes. So where we are in our watch as we've been watching this since last year, <clears throat> since August of last year, when we started watching everything and going through basically Raw, and now we're into, you know, heavy deep into the uh, Attitude Era, and the Val Venus song is the Rick Martel song sped up with more saxophone. It just is what it is. You can hear it. And then now, now when we're really hearing, because when we first started this podcast, which we did a little bit of dark episodes, um, mm-hmm. nobody was there. It was a high school gym. Nobody was there. Right? <laughs> like it was a free admission. We're just glad to you know be allowed to be on the card. Right? We're just we, glad we did, the internet didn't exist yet at that time. We had to we... set up the ring ourselves. Like it was, oh, yeah, all, it was yeah. a whole thing. Set yeah. up and break down. Um, right now we are uh, barely, <laughs> barely in a you know a little fifteen hundred. Um, person arena right and we're, we're not even we're getting like 11 people here that's okay because we know eventually it'll fill up we're, we're trying to really perfect our skills you know so that when we do get to a 3,000 person arena maybe who knows we uh we know what we're doing having said that using all of our uh wrestling discussion um <laughs> rick martell really wasn't what we watched he wasn't really in a ton of matches so you didn't really hear his music as much and they're really pushing him they've been pushing him since they lost who'd you say piper hulk hogan who else did we lose at that we lost lost jim duggan jake the snake jim jake the snake so a lot of the oxygen sid a lot of the oxygen out of the room was just taken out so now we're re-injecting rick martell and you could hear his music as he's getting the full walk that he would get at a normal show and it's just funny hearing the Valvinus thing and, and him. And it's like, well, perfect people to recycle it, right? Here's this guy who's yeah, like, I'm a model. I'm a porn star. It's <laughs> like, like the song doesn't start at the same place. So you kind of have, you're right. You have to hear the whole song to get that little piece that you're like, wait, that sounds like Valvinus's saxophone. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same. Like it's not as, the, like you said, it's not a saxophone heavy, but there's a riff in there that it's, that is the same. Spot on. Yeah. And it's sped up. Valvinus mm-hmm. is sped up and just more saxophone. And so, you know, if you look at it, it's the same it, people it gets creating it. a little it, sexier. So. Yeah. And, and it's not the first time we're going to hear music recycled. No. Did you know Kurt Angle, who you just kind of met now? If you listen to his music again, it's the Patriots music. Okay. Remember the guy, the Patriot, for a hot minute in like 95? I tried to forget. Yeah, but when he's, <laughs> the, when he's there, that's his music. The dun 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 Like that music. Okay. Pretty cool. But anything else on this episode, this October 3rd episode, we need to cover... Um, we just have two more promos at the end in the third event center, and we get Skinner, and he's talking about the Everglades being wiped out. He says there's alligators all over the place, snakes running up and down through his house. Um, talking about Hurricane Andrew, which is a cool little um, time capsule thing. Yeah, and Bret Hart comes on, and he basically said, "Papa Shango, you ain't got shit to do with me losing this strap, okay?" That was an epic match. True. You cannot take credit for this. Boom. And I will not become your zombie. Boom. Yeah, and that's it. That's it for October 3rd. Who would you give in this little, little week? Barry Horowitz. Everything. I'm giving them best match. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give best promo to Shango. Even though it's saving one of our kind of categories. I mean, are we doing this? Are we doing a, a win? I'm just doing it just a boom. Just just a best, um, a best of? Just a quick little, because there's so much recovering in this. Listen, I'm we giving, know... 
<laughs> we know the best match. So I want to just highlight a couple of these because we already know the best match. Of, you know of the mean? week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, of this show. Oh, it's going to be so much easier when we go to week to week to pick like that stuff. Um, Yeah, this show I'm definitely giving that the best match. Natural Disasters, Barry Horowitz and Bob Bradley. I'm giving Barry Horowitz the VIP award for this this week with a uh, runner-up of Bob Backlund because... He's coming. Oh, and he's going to be around for a while, so... Let's move right then over to October 10th edition. So the October 10th edition also takes place in Hershey, PA, but it appears this one was filmed September 21st. Have you ever been to Hershey Park? I have. Did you eat chocolate? I did. Did you go through the little ride where you see if you I made? I did. Okay, me too. Um, <laughs> match rundown. Mm-hmm. Razor Ramon beats Steve May. Does that crucifix-like move. The crucifix-like move. I'm going to save this last one. High energy. High energy. Don't save it. Just say what it is and we'll, we'll go back when we go through. Max Moon. Mm-hmm. Versus Jerry Fox. Jerry Fox. Okay. Okay. Right. And again, this is why I want to do it this week specifically. High energy. High energy. Against Brian Jewell and Ken Johnson. They mm-hmm. win. Eric Freedom versus Nails, which ends in a no contest. Yeah. It's not really a match at all. But that's fine. Lance Cassidy. Against Tom Stone. <laughs> we were both a little confused on this one. My notes say who? Kamala. Defeats Kevin Kruger. Mm-hmm. And finally we had a Bret Hart sighting. He fights Bill Jordan. Now in terms of the matches. Max Moon is some sort of robot competitor from the future. <laughs> Unbelievable how his movement is all like a weird robot slash rolling. It was out of control. Listen, if you live Comic in a kid state, into Max Moon, like what? My mind. Oh, so yeah. good. If you live in a state, chef's kiss, chef's kiss, where marijuana is legal. Yes. <laughs> Would you recommend a little puff before you watch Max Moon's mm-hmm. performance? So, in terms of watching all of this, I would highly recommend. Um, as an adult, seeing all of this now, I could understand what children liked about it. And I can understand how you could really enjoy it as you got older. But the one piece that I didn't have whenever I watched this was the beer slash <laughs> any sort of edible situations. If you the live mind in a state altering, uh... that you can have some stuff and you're sitting there and there's literally nothing on. And you're like, damn, I could be watching this crappy show. Especially in the summer when we started watching it. When really it's like, do you want to watch baseball game number 100 of 162 of insert random team? Mm-hmm. Like, Or do I want to watch a... Uh, kiss my foot match. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're sitting foot. there drinking. Maybe you, you imbibe in something else. And all of a sudden onto your screen is a man that's rolling at another man in order to get in position to do predetermined moves. It's unbelievable. Because I'm like, I just don't understand. It's moving so robotically. It, 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 it defies. When you think about <laughs> this shit and you go, there's people in this industry right now making lots of money. Like, not today, even. Then, there was people that were making good money. This guy's fucking rolling around at the other guy like a fucking weird space robot. Why would we think that would work? Hey, do you remember Kato? I do. This was Kato. I know, and that's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's like, hey, Kato, uh, that doesn't work anymore. Why don't you roll around at people? Like, what the fuck? I'm just gonna say... So, so great. His costume... Can we call it a ten, costume? Ten out of ten recommend. No, that's his like life suit. That's okay. What he has his to life wear to live. suit is, looks very well made. Um, 
All right, so let's just do like a little rundown. It starts, this episode starts, and there is a Survivor Series announcement. There's okay. an update. The main event for Survivor Series 1992 is going to be Ric Flair and Razor Ramon versus the Ultimate Maniacs. I like it. I like it too. It is confusing because when you think of Survivor Series, when I think of the Survivor Series, I think of specifically like a four on four. You know what I mean? So it is uh, interesting, but it's also like, okay, I'm down to see that. Let's go. Let's go. I want to see that. You know, the strange part of this match or the idea of this match right here, placed here. And again, that's why we're going through it like this this week. The strange part of the match is you're like. Not, it's not like they somehow have the tag team titles, right? So Ric Flair has the championship belt, which he screwed over, or you could say they all screwed over and beat up Macho Man to get. So he's got the well, belt. Well, or you could say Macho Man screwed Macho Man if always. you wanted to. Always. It might not be accurate, though. Yeah, that, that might not be movie quality for this one, but Ric Flair's got the belt, and now he's got his buddy Razor. But they don't have the titles, and it's not like somehow Macho Man and Ultimate... So there's no title. There's nothing at stake... But we're going to take the champion and we're going to put him, instead of having him defend his belt, we're going to have him in this tag team match. Not even a four on four Survivor Series match yet, right? Like, we're just told it's just a tag team. It's almost like, it's almost like they know that he won't be the champion. Stop that. Okay. So, I know we don't like to do Monday morning quarterbacking here. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it. Okay. Wouldn't it be cool? Because they made the Ultimate Maniacs, right? And they have now their gimmick where they dress in similar stuff and they act, you know, Macho Man and the Warrior kind of act like all hyped and crazy together. Like, Razor Ramon and Ric Flair both like finer things in life, right? Wouldn't, like, I kind of wish that they just worked that gimmick a little bit more, like... Okay, these guys, they like to go out, they like women, they like gold, they like to live the high life. Sure, like we have like, you know, they're from different parts, right? But if they call themselves something and like you see them roll up in a limo, maybe they're getting off a plane, maybe they're, they're, they have women. Like, I think that would have been like Jen, really cool. The name is staring you in the face. They should have been called El Jefe's, right? The boss, Yeah. Yeah. They should have been El Jefe's, mm-hmm. right? That's what they should have been. And they should have swooped in and took these titles from somebody to potentially have this be worth something and be like, okay, we have all the straps. Come get us, right? Razor should have, like, they should have, been... but that's, again, complete Monday morning quarterback because we know where this yeah. is going even at, even at the end of the next episode. I think it would be even cooler if the Ultimate Maniacs Got the straps, right? Sure, but the problem is... And then Flair and Razor would take it... Like, And again, none of this happens. Obviously, we're just talking a lot of shit. And whoever... Who does wind up having the strap, I'm pretty happy with anyway. But, um... So, yeah. I'm just saying, I really feel like it's a missed opportunity to do something Ultimate Maniac like with Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. That's all. I think it's... I, I... I would agree with you. Um, and again, you know, when we just t- took off and put on our little Monday morning quarterback hat for a minute, that probably, you know, there's a couple different ways, but we know that that's not how any of this is even going to end up shaking out. Um, how far in advance did they know? We'll never know. But that's really the main takeaway. You know what I mean? Like, we won't know if they knew that Warrior wasn't going to be there at this point. Right. 
We just don't know. Because right. uh, the, the promos in front of the crowd. No, they, before, they, they don't know that, I'm sure, at this so point. They don't they're know not going to hype you know? that up for right. it to then just take it away. They're not going to do that. Um, which, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, What else do we have? Okay, so we have an event center. After we get our match moon and our Razor Ramon match, we have promos from the Beverly Brothers. Just being Bev's. And we have Crush. And there was a hurricane that hit Hawaii. Hit uh, Kauai? And he's talking about that and just sending thoughts out to his Hawaiian brothers. So, I don't know what hurricane that is. Clearly, it's not Andrew, but <clears throat> I didn't look it up. Um, we have the high energy match. Then the nails thing where he's just basically cutting a promo. And what is with his voice? I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. And there's a lot of spittle. This isn't even the one. That he does I know. Two, yeah, yeah. But he still has a lot of spittle. A lot of... Just sounds it, his voice sounds like he has in the voice box mm-hmm. that Kane mm-hmm. uses. Yes, he sounds like he's trying to disguise his voice with yeah, the voice. It's box. a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So that happens. Um, we get another event center with Bushwhackers and Repo Man on that. Um, okay, who the hell is Lance Cassidy? I really don't know. This man named Lance Cassidy. This was his debut, I believe, and uh, doesn't go very far. Okay, so then we get an interview with Sergeant Slaughter and Mean Gene, and apparently Sergeant Slaughter is already some commissioner-like figure in the WWF. So he is now the enforcer. He enforces the law. I love it. Yeah. Because I love how this month specifically, and again, this is why we're kind of doing it in this way, but this month specifically, there is such a uh, such a clear and, and like driving force now of what is going to be the new generation, right? It's all, like, here. Like, okay, so now Sergeant Slaughter's going to take control of this shit, you know, and now we're going to get, we're going to stop with the rep bullshit and stop with the Ric Flair bullshit, because it's all, like, did you building. Did you just say the Ric Flair bullshit? Well, me? I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's just more like they are conscientiously trying to Make it seem like we're going to establish some sort of law and order and bring Sergeant oh, Slaughter yeah, yeah, back yeah. to the forefront. It's not anything yes. having to do with Ric Flair. It's about the shenanigans around the ring and, and interfering with people and doing all that. Like, that's what it's all like. Now Now we're not interfering and now, you know, the referees are paying more attention and doing whatever. Like, it's more about establishing that law and order vibe, which we know right, right. is going to be a key tenant moving forward into the new generation and beyond into the Attitude Era of having that old wrestler, ex-wrestler... Be a commissioner type, mm-hmm. a president type, and then, you know, until, of course, we get, you know, uh, Mr. McMahon become right. the leader. And then we have the other, like, it's just good to see that we're starting these these foundational pieces now. Yeah. You know, it makes it a lot easier. Um, what else do we have? It's always good to have someone to either blame or um, thank, you know, for certain right. things. Exactly. Going certain exactly. It's, and um, also a face that you know to be like, okay, because like this Jack Tunney stuff is really getting, you know. Oh my God. It's getting dry. Very dry. I hope he doesn't hear you. That's okay. Okay. Then we get another vignette on our man Bob Backlund and how he's returning. And you looked at me very seriously and you said, I thought Vince only blew Shawn Michaels, but apparently he also blew Bob Backlund. Okay, so when I said that to you... <laughs> but you forgot who he blew the hardest. Lex Luger. Yeah. Right, but when I said that to you... I thought you're not wrong. I mean... When I said that, it was because 
the the moving music in the piece and the setting up the piece to make me care so much about a character and then me remembering oh shit that's right bob backlund's here and then bob backlund's gonna be here for a while but bob backlund's here in like two different versions i feel like he's here in like a face version where he's really just like nice guy and i think he even comes out with like his fucking headgear on or something at some point like oh, for the God, royal rumble right. or whatever <laughs> and he's just like a nice guy and then he's gonna challenge brett but then he becomes like really dark and really weird and then he's running for president that's the bob Ackland i like yeah. this is the bob Ackland that and i think you're supposed to kind of hate him even though he's a face but this is when he's reading and i'm like Oh, wow, they're starting this off the back. They're trying to get you not to like him. And you're like, I don't know. Is this intense? And we were really trying to figure out whether... But he's got wild Kurt Angle vibes, though, now that I think about it. Like, at least when Kurt Angle came in at first, where you're kind of like, eh. Like, it seems like yes. that's kind of what that's, this this circle is. It's an, I, I do think it's intentional. I think that you're supposed to try and be like, oh, what is this? You be, know what I mean? Like Because he's talking very, like, monotone I'm and drab gonna... about how he's going to commit. But then it's like... He's... And I'm not going to leave until I become... Cha- I'm 43 years but old. But it starts like... that he goes off. And the music? Yeah, but I'm, but I'm saying it starts that he goes off a little. Like, he goes off script and then he, like, he comes back. And you can see his, like, head snap back half a little to, like, read the cue cards. It's a lot. But, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I love Vince. And I love who Vince loves and who he decides is going to be people. What I don't love is when they jam it down your throat, like, double-double, and then all of a sudden I'm blowing Bob Backlund, and I'm like, what? Because that's what this was. I was like, Well, then, okay. because you kind of feel like if you also like this person, it kind of feels like you're also blowing them, right? Like, you're kind of <laughs> like, oh, like, like, I think that's partially why when I was younger, I was, like, kind of embarrassed to be... Such an HBK fan? Because I was like, no, I, you could feel it. You could feel that it was uncomfortably being shoved down your throat. Exactly. You're like, just take an extra two inches. <laughs> He's coming back from his injury. And you're just no. like, but I can't. Yeah. I'm gagging. This is too much. Yeah. And again, and it gets little innuendo, like but we'll be okay. But well, this is explicit, okay? We can handle Yeah, it's fine. We it's can fine. all handle the innuendo. Our audience, but, um... our audience of one will be fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those things where... I just can't, I just can't rationalize any of it. You know, like I myself can't rationalize it because I'm just like, man, okay. But you're right. I never thought of it like the same, that they're doing the same thing with Kurt Angle and the Attitude Era when they introduce him as being this like real gold medal. And if you don't, I'm a real wrestler and you don't take this. It's the same thing. Um, I would say, I feel like one is executed better, but. um, What else do we have on this one? We have another Paul Bearer bringing a casket to the ring during a Kamala match. Um, and we have an event center with promos by Rick Martel. He's got a new look. He's got a gray raincoat, mm. a gray umbrella, and a gray top hat. All gray. Love it. It's his new look. Love it. And then we got Davy Boy Smith. By the way, his new look, yeah. I'm, I'm dubbing Inspector Gadget Chic. Ooh, I like it. I like it. He's got wild Inspector wrong. Gadget. I think he's trying to be Dick Tracy, but definitely comes off like Inspector Gadget. Like, he comes off like your weird robot uncle that you're like, okay, that's my robot uncle. Like, that's kind of what he comes off as. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna have a, a new valet. It's going to be Penny. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a... I mean, it truly I like is it. a lot. I, like I mean, it. I'm just not, I'm not all the way in, but I like it. I like it. I like it. I like where your head's at, Mono. Well, I really like that you made that connection. Um, and then we get one more promo from Davy Boy Smith, and he says, "To be the best, you gotta beat the best." 
I feel like I've heard that before. And where was that? Woo! To be the man, you gotta beat the man? Woo! Exactly. And we are moving on. That episode of Superstars is over. Anything in between this episode and that episode, or does that happen after the end of the 17th? We got uh, something in between. So we had to go and watch Smack 'em Whack 'em. Smack, okay. Smack 'em Whack 'em 1993. There is a match. Coliseum Home Video. Coliseum Home Video. If you look up on your peacocks, mm-hmm. Smack 'em Whack 'em 1993, it shows up. Unfortunately, a match that we reviewed months ago, the latter match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, is on this, which is fortunate that it's there, but unfortunate that we didn't know it. This is from 93, you said. It is. The Coliseum Home Video is put out in 1993. But we're in 92, Jen. We are in 1992. This match is filmed. So this match was literally not available until the future. It was not available to 1993, right? It's wild. But it happens before the next episode of Superstars, and you hear about it. Immediately, because it's such a significant match. So so you know that this happened. So we found the match between Bret Hart and Ric Flair. Um, Almost rewatched that ladder match, and then you kind of looked at me in a shameful way, and I said, this is not... This is well, the time to be watching this one. Because we were, we, were, we were we're doing research and you're like, can we go back and rewatch mm-hmm. that one again? Now we can see in good quality. But I was like, ah. Yeah. Well, I will before the end of the year because that is one of my favorite matches. But anyway, that's well, what we're Well, this is going to be up there for me too. This is actually up there because of how important this is going to be. This is so important. And um, it is the, as far as I'm concerned, this is like the official passing of the torch. Right. Right. We've been watching a gradual shift this whole year. Between the old dudes and the new guys. And this is the... The torch is not passed. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's cool. We... It's... This video is presented by Lord Alfred Hayes. Um, you get Gorilla Monsoon and Alfred Hayes as your commentators for this match. Where did it take place? Saskatoon. Saskatoon, for those that don't know. <laughs> Hometown of the Heart Clan. Yeah. Um, before you see the match, Gorilla Monsoon is interviewing Bret Hart, like, outside. And Bret Hart is wearing the most Bret Hart of all his Bret Hart jackets. It is f- fantastic. Um, and he's got his belt. And he explains that he dislocated a finger and sprained his ankle during, during this, this match. match. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and after doing a little bit of research, I found out that the reason why this happened at a house show and not a televised event is because Ric Flair hurt his inner ear. He was, like, dropped on his head, apparently, by, like, the Ultimate Warrior at a match, like, a house show. And, like, a little chip in his inner ear, like, dislodged, and he lost his equilibrium, and he just kept falling, and he thought he was having a stroke, so he wasn't... He didn't want to be in a televised match. And he actually considers this a horrible match. He's like, I was not on my game at all. I was all out of it. And um, I think it's pretty good. It's definitely not either of their best matches. But I found it entertaining. How, how did you feel? I found it... Um, I found it entertaining in a way that, you know, as we're going... As we watch all this stuff and go back and look at stuff, it's like... It's entertaining for its historical value more mm-hmm. than anything else. To be like, wow, I didn't know that these guys had this match which ended up with Bret Hart winning in Canada 
the belt, right? Like, I didn't know that this happened like this and this existed that you could see it. Yeah. So it's cool to see it. Definitely would have been awesome if you were there because he's Bret Hart is, you know, kind of his hero. In his hometown. That's it. It's not just his home country. It's hometown. And, I mean, the crowd is insane. You would never go to a house show and expect an upset like this, you know? So I can't imagine how cool that would have been to be there. And you see the crowd freak out when Bret wins. It is just awesome. I mean... He's so, at this point, he's just coming off his Intercontinental, like, you know, mm-hmm. title. Stint. And yeah. then he lost it to Davy Boy. And I don't know if I would have, if if you would really think that he'd be the number one contender. I mean, they're talking Ultimate Warriors and going to be the next contender and this and that. And then Bret Hart comes in and wins it. And well, wait a minute. it's just awesome. And it's perfect, you know. For Back up. Not even number one contender. Like, Macho Man, Ric Flair never happened at SummerSlam. And they were building towards that with Miss Elizabeth. And it never happened. Mm-hmm. Right? So it didn't happen. It's that Macho Man Warrior match, right? Mm-hmm. At SummerSlam? Yeah. Yeah. And so one would assume it would be Ric Flair. And it's not even in the lexicon. He They fight off screen and he wins. And now right. here this happens but that was, off screen. It's wild how it all dropped. Televised an... Like, wasn't that on, like, a prime time or something? It ended up being, but but what I mean by that is, like, if you're really thinking, like, like, okay, so Bret Hart loses this match, and now somehow, two months later, he's going to be the champion, but he mm-hmm. lost the IC match. He, he wasn't even swimming in that pond. He never even no. went to that pond. And it makes sense. Like, he deserves it, and it is really cool to see the, the young guys rising and stuff. So, I mean, but... It it was so unexpected. Listen, Bret Hart is my champion, right? He's yeah. my champion. When yeah. I when I think as a kid, I have three. Cha- well, when I when I think about watching wrestling, who my champions are, I have three champions: mm-hmm. Bret Hart, mm-hmm. Yokozuna, yeah, and then Stone Cold. Right. Those are my champions. That's it. Those are my champions. Now, obviously, Shawn Michaels has it for an extended period of time in between. Big Daddy Cool Diesel, all these <laughs> other people have it. Sid has it. All these other people, you know, because that's just how this works, you know. So, in order to make- Make well, the story work. But those are my champions. I'm like, Bret Hart's my champion. So, like, I never even saw him win the title. When I, know, I first me started neither. watching, he just had the title. Me neither. And he was my champion, too. Yeah. Um, he, at the time, was my champion. And when I look back, he, you know. Because I wasn't watching this stuff as a kid in 92. And if I was, it was very infrequent on the superstars. And I wasn't watching these, like, pay per views. I didn't see. Then probably start seeing him to, like, 93, 94. Probably mm-hmm. 93, 94 is really when I started yeah. to. Yeah, same. And um, so that was Bret Hart. It was just Bret Hart's the champion. You're like, okay. Yeah. So this match is funny. I'm watching the match and I'm like, Earl Hebner looks a little off. And I'm like, I wonder if that's his brother. And then they said, Dave Hebner. And I'm like, yes, I called it. I knew. And then you were, you were like, really? And I'm like, yeah. It's pretty that. good. I um, mean, it was an enjoyable match. It was. Perfect There's was a... there with Flair. So you know he's out there doing Did his thing. you think that you were going to see Ric Flair's ass? No, his and I told whole butt. I told you his whole ass was out, and we rewound <laughs> it because of something else. Because you screwed up with the remote going back. Because I missed you a good flare flop, and, and I was like, "You missed two it, yeah. flare flops back yeah. to back." Um, but and they were pretty great. The second one's really funny because he 
does it in the ring. He just flops down. And then Brett's going to, like, I don't know, do some move to him. And he just kind of, like, stops. No, he punched him. Up. And he, like, backs all the way up. And then he just, like, flare flops to the ground. He's not even near him. He's, like, just going to him. But just Brett's reaction to it, he just kind of, like, looks down at it. Like, it's really funny. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, just flare flopping. But... It was good. Um, there was, yeah, a, was a the extended of, figure four leg lock sequence. Yeah, lots of lots of back and forths. Like, yeah, lots of figure four, four leg locks. Lots of rope grabbing. Lots of flopping. Good match. A whole butt. Um, and then Brett pulls his straps down, and you know, shits shits on. Yeah. I you do. don't normally see the man's belly button, but when you do. You know that a title mm-hmm. is going to change hands. A sharpshooter, yeah, and he won with the sharpshooter. He sharp shot it. He shat his sharps. Shooted. And now he's shooted. our champion. So now yeah. we go into our superstars episode. Yep. Where we had the following. We had Shawn Michaels against Sensational Sherry, uh, with Sensational Sherry, against Steve Gillespie. Well, that would be a match. Right? This mm-hmm. is not, ne- two weeks, the next episode is when our friend appears, right? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Tatanka against Brian Jewell, defeated him. Big Boss Man against our man, Barry Horowitz. Mm-hmm. He's, he's tuning up for nails. British Bulldog against Jim Peterson. And Money Inc. against against <laughs> Bob St. Laurent and Jim Powers. Is it all the talking about Bret Hart making you against, feel like you have to speak? I gotta be Canadian. You gotta be Canadian. Okay. So, like, these things, again, this is all from this September 21st match. Uh, September 21st show. This is all taking place... Bef- like all these matches so this is in saskatoon or is this no this is still in hershey so all these are matches 100 percent. because the next i think the next two are in saskatoon so it's september 21st in hershey okay well it must have started with a clip from saskatoon it did it okay, did it, no, okay, no no okay, no okay. no it did but what i'm saying is like these ma- oh and then it then it says that the next one too is also in hershey and then the next one's in saskatoon so it's one of those things where we're we're dealing with matches that are behind the action that we're actually trying to promote. Mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit different, difficult, difficult, difficult. It makes it a little difficult sometimes because you're looking at what some of these matches yeah. are, and then where you know where these promos are leading you to. These yeah. matches they're showing you shit that already took place. That's why they can't show you matches with actual real people. So these matches, I mean, obviously the winner of this week <coughs> is the Bret Hart match and. You know, I think it's safe to say it's the winner of the the entire um, episode, episode, right? It's, Absolutely. It's easy. Can't um, not be. But what kind of promos and what kind of stuff do we have? All right. Well, we start in Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. We got an interview with Bret Hart where he comes out, talks to me and Gene, you know, in front of the crowd. And he, he thanks Ric Flair for giving him the opportunity. And, um, you know, he's very Bret Hart-like. And, uh, yeah, super happy. It's pretty exciting. He's in his Saskatoon. And then you cut to Mr. Perfect and Vince, I guess, and Hershey. And Mr. Perfect is just yelling, Saskatoon! What is Saskatoon? I told him (laughs) not to wrestle in Saskatoon. Nobody's heard of Saskatoon. And he just cannot stop saying Saskatoon. He must have said Saskatoon 22 times in the span of two and a half minutes. He's just Mm -hmm. screaming Saskatoon. He's belligerent. He's absolutely belligerent. Just screaming Saskatoon. Screaming Saskatoon. It's wonderful um he claims that rick flair was sick as a dog but is so professional he couldn't miss a match even though perfect told him not to wrestle he's sick he's in saskatoon and nobody cares about saskatoon um so mr perfect is just beside himself 
Then we get the Shawn Michaels match. Um, you said it looks like he's wearing a diaper. I said, it, you I know, think that's just the tights when you're wearing tights on top sometimes, of tights. I, sometimes the double layer It's a double layer. I didn't tights. think he looked like he was wearing a diaper, but I know what you're talking about. Also, like, the pants are very high. Very, really high. I think that's really the situation. But it's a double tights. Which I appreciate when they wear double tights. Um, otherwise, things can get a little earthquakey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then you get Tatanka and Brian versus Brian Jewel, where Vince says, as with Shawn Michaels, you can be assured that Tatanka also uses IcoPro. To keep himself in such good shape. Also uses Ico Pro. Uh-huh. So everybody's, uh, everybody's using the Ico Pro. Then we get an update. We get a WWF update. They talk about how Bret Hart won the title. You get a promo from the Ultimate Maniacs. And Ric Flair, Razor, Ramon, and Mr. Perfect. Um, we get another Bob... Back I was on. just silent there for a second because I was trying to see if I could find the Saskatoon, like on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then just retweet it out. But nobody, maybe probably the WWE probably took it down from that superstars. What do you mean? The video, just like a video. If someone took a snippet, we may have to do that. We and can some, do it. And someone take a snippet and just tweet it out because it's so fucking epic. Just the Saskatoon, the screaming of Saskatoon. I did find uh, Ric Flair in 2002 wrestles uh, Stone Cold at a Raw. That's a thing. I think. Not Ric Flair. I'm sorry. Mr. Oh. Perfect. What am I saying? Oh. Mr. Perfect. I was trying to find Mr. Perfect. Oh. My, oh. my bad. My fault. Well, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, sorry. Continue. No. It's all good. I think that you and I have an affinity for the word Saskatoon. Yes. I don't know if everybody does, but we should still tweet it out. We do have a print of Saskatoon. so It's just the most fun name of any city ever. Um, <laughs> Bob Ackland. Mm-hmm. So they have another vignette of Bob Backlund. And with these old photos and all this glorified Bob Backlund thing. And it just sounds like the song that they're playing in the background is from, like, tomorrow. They're just thinking about mm-hmm. tomorrow. Um, it's a lot. Well, it's a very specific highlight package that makes you think you're watching, like, um, oh, my God, what's that show? Uh, Touched by an Angel. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you're watching like one of these like just straight up seven o'clock on a Sunday like yeah shows that like your grandma and you can watch together and there's like a meaning mm-hmm. and you know and you're like oh okay seventh heaven like, seventh heaven that was actually the one I was thinking of uh-huh. touched by an angel oh, or yeah. two but no, you're you were, like you were thinking of seventh heaven you know where, where you're like oh yeah that's right you know and you're just overlooking the little fact Ruthie, that little Ruthie is gonna learn a lesson yeah and you're just overlooking oh. the fact that these people are. Like in real life, not 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 very good, right? Well, yeah. So that's what this is. Not that Bob Backlund's bad, but I'm just saying it's just what it is. You know I, I wouldn't. Mean? I mean, I wouldn't presume I to know. Would, I think he prefers to be called Mister Backlund. Mister, that's true. Um. <laughs> My bad. I vo- I'm gonna write in for him as president. Let's go. I'm not, but um, you get event <laughs> center promos by the Nasty Boys and Jimmy Hart, um, and Kamala. Nothing really to write home about there. Okay. I want to talk about Vince's values for a second. Because there's a match with the British Bulldog and Jim Peterson. Right? And in the beginning of the match, Vince reminds us 
go. And he says this so seriously. You know, I think he's talking about Bret Hart because obviously the Bulldog has his title that he won from Bret, but now Bret's the, the champion, right? Mm-hmm. And Vince reminds us so seriously that nothing is more important than being the WWF champion. I mean, that really sucks for most of us, right? Because I don't think I have a shot. No offense to you. I don't think you have a shot. Um, there's such a select few that have become the WWF champion that, like, if that's the only thing that matters, if nothing matters as much as that, like, man, that sucks for us, huh? I think sometimes when you live in a world of hyperbole and mm. all you're doing is speaking in uh, in hype, right? All you're doing is hyping things up. Yeah. I think this is how you get there. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, for a while, the only person I saw as a champion was Hulk Hogan. And there really was no clear path to get an opportunity to beat Mr. Hogan. I don't think you could for a while there. And then I believe The Undertaker beat him, but then had to lose again in his own hometown in Tuesday in Texas or whatever it was. Well, he's from Death Valley. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> not true. Um, Mark Calloway from Texas, but we'll wait. That's not where he's built from. <sighs> Survivor Series report. Give it to me. What do we got? We got a coffin match. Come on, speaking of the taker. The, yep, speaking of the taker, got a coffin match. Then we also have the natural disasters with the bushwhackers coming back to whack shit up. Um, against the Beverly Brothers and Money Incorporated. That was a very impressive impressive silent sneeze you just did. Bless that was you. a yawn. Oh, I thought it was a sneeze. So the reason I didn't, I did it silently. So that I didn't catch it. So you didn't catch it. I appreciate that. I wonder if that match goes off. Okay, keep going. Money Inc. <laughs> versus Jim Powers and Bob St. Laurent. One of these guys looks a lot like Marty Jannetty. How did you feel about that? Do you agree? You know what it is? Is he looked like Marty? He had the same style. It was like he was doing Marty Jannetty cosplay though. So he's like very yes. close, but like clearly there's no way that. Like, he had to lose a few LBs, or Marty had to gain some LBs, and they could meet in the middle. He looked like Marty's been uh, uh, partying pretty hard in the last few months, is what he looked and like. You know what he it came is? back, uh, aged a few years. You know what it is? I just need to see Marty again to remember what he looks mm-hmm. like, but I don't I don't know when that happens. But mm-hmm. I wonder when. What else do we have? Uh, we have one more event center with some promos. We got High Energy. High Energy! I don't really think they're coming at anybody. They're just reminding you that they exist. They have high energy. And that their energy is high. And then you got Shawn Michaels. Coming at Davy Boy Smith. He also wants you to know that there's a lot of pressure for him. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to be the sexiest person in the WWF. And it, it goes unappreciated, really. But it's okay. He's learned to accept it and live with it. And he's coming... At Davy Boy to get his icy strap that was supposed to be his anyway because he was supposed to fight Brett. So uh, that's it. So that's our three. We, so we have a title change, one mm-hmm. title change so far. Yes. We have the framework of a Survivor Series. Where I would say at this point, definitely going to get one of those matches. I'm going to go ahead and say Kamala versus Undertaker. I'm going to get that match. I think you might. Because this is The Undertaker's world, and he's starting to show it to all of us, right? Yeah. Where he's got this world where, once you're there, he may put you in a coffin, and then you may disappear. Or maybe you put him in a coffin, 
Maybe he disappears. I don't know. But the point is, The Undertaker is doing his own fucking thing. And I'm here for all of it. As a kid, I couldn't appreciate the level of greatness of The Undertaker. And it's only through re-watching it, um, you really can appreciate all stages of his career. Shout out Mark Calloway. Calloway. Awesome. Awesome. Not that he needs us to tell him any different. It's just so cool because he's just around for so long. And you're like, okay, but you just ran with this gimmick. And this is where it all kind of starts. You're like, I'm going to build a coffin in my workshop (laughs) with my hype man here hyping me along to put you in there, Mr. Ugandan Giant. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're not going to get the Ultimaniacs uh, versus Flair and Razor. Just saying, not saying, just saying. Mm. Um, And then the Laddie D's and the... uh, the Bushwhackers, that, we might get them. I don't know if we're going to get them versus Money, Inc. and the Babs. We might. We'll find out. We will. I really actually don't know, so we'll find out. We um. will. Well, right now, the only other things we have, because we lost our Papa Shango Bret Hart feud. Unless we didn't. But we I didn't. think we lost it. We didn't lose it. It's still there. <clears throat> we have a Nails Big Boss Man. Like, at some point, they gotta, that's got to come to a head, right? I would imagine that this someone is, should be someone with a nightstick, maybe. You know. We got the uh, Kamala Taker. We know we're going to get that. And the yeah. HBK versus, I believe you have British Bulldog Davey, BBDDBS, British Bulldog Davey, Dave Boysmith. British Bulldog oh, Davey Boysmith. Bulldogs yeah. I word. do have a lot of letters. Bulldogs one word. Um, I like to abbreviate Bulldog BD. Got it. Okay. So and I do have HBK, BBDDBS. And we're going to be getting a sighting <laughs> from a Bob Backlund at some point. Anything else we want to add here for this long three episode plus one, three plus? No, I think... Uh, we hit the highlights, right? Yeah. Um, who won the... Who who won this? We already, we already went over this, but... The winner of the whole thing has to be our man, Bret Hart. Absolutely. Because Bret Hart now has the WWF title. It's everything he's wanted. Mm-hmm. He wanted in Canada. He wanted in Saskatoon. You can't ask for anything more. I think the loser of the week has to be Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Because he won the title off screen, lost the title off screen. Well, apparently he requested to lose it off screen because he knew he couldn't perform a good match because he had that inner ear problem. Yeah, no, it still sucks. He still, it, yeah, it, yeah. It sucks because it, it sucks because if you did not know who Ric Flair was before and weren't following him, and if you don't really follow him into the WCW, you could get this weird view of him. Because he came in, as Miley would say, like a wrecking ball, right? Mm-hmm. And he had him. the other title, just talking about how he's the New World's Champion, had the other title, which is just, it lives on even now. It's blurred out everywhere you see it because no one has the rights to that belt. So he just has this belt. He's running around. He's like, I'm the champion. You can't beat me, right? Gets the title, then loses the title, gets the title. Like, and now it's gone again. And, he, and you know, we know what's going to happen with him fairly soon in our rewatch. So it's just kind of like one of those things where you're like, his little, this first part of his WWF career is a quick blip. So I'd give him the loser spot just mm-hmm. because. And now he's going to be relegated to a regular Survivor Series match. Um, the best dress. There is no question. No question. Tell the people. Max Moon. Always Max Moon. This is a Max Moon first and only podcast. <laughs> Max Moon forever. Ooh. Noted notables, money grabs, and the Vinny-isms. Ico, Ico Pro. Pro. 
You've got you to want it. it for everybody who likes their body, cares about their body. Ico Pro has a body, wants a body. Ico Pro, you got to want it. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Jen? Oh, that's it. That's all I got. As the kids say, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. True. And we were just treated to three hours of old school wrestling that completely turned everything on their head to get us closer to what will be a pretty dope Survivor Series. Jen, take us home. What happened in Saskatoon? Huh? Was that a work? Ha, 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 ha.